What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, the Imperfect Man Podcast, with me, your host, Noah Enriquez. How is everybody doing? Thanks for everybody showing up and showing out. Guys, l- let me read some numbers to you, okay? We are, let's see, our first upload was March 26th, okay? It is the recording date of this is April 5th. And because of God's grace, God's mercy, and God's awesome plan, we are at 63 downloads all time and 6 followers. I don't know if 6 followers is all time or or what, but this is just my rss.com analytics for the podcast. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate the encouragement, the love. And I just appreciate all of you guys for listening, tuning in all across the world. Guys, we are global. Shout out to everybody that is in, let's see, I know Belgium is one. Okay, let's give some shout outs real quick, okay? Shout out to Belgium. Shout out to Italy. Shout out to Arizona, where I'm from, AZ in the house. Thank you, guys. Shout out to California, San Jose, San Francisco, Wichita, Kansas, um... Detroit, uh, where are we at in Detroit? I don't know where we're at in Detroit, but shout out to Detroit, shout out Washington, and shout out Indiana. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning into the podcast, for coming back or sharing the word, and I just appreciate everybody. You guys give me the encouragement to keep going. You guys give me the encouragement to just press forward, and you guys already know I'm posted up, ready to talk with the coffee. You guys know me. I got the coffee, got the coffee sticks, got a water bottle to keep hydrated. So I heard, excuse me, fun fact, I heard if you drink coffee and you drink lots of water, it helps keep the caffeine going, right? Basically, when you're drinking coffee, it's always good to keep sipping on some water. And that's because I guess that it helps just the caffeine stay longer. That little energy boost that we get from caffeine helps us... um. I guess it just helps maintain it. I don't know. Because I heard that coffee dehydrates you as well. So I guess it's really good just to have some water handy and on you. You know what I mean? So I have, I have some water. I got my coffee. Got my coffee sticks. You already know the chocolate coffee sticks. My wife got me them for my birthday. And they're fire. I still have some. And that's only because I've been trying to save them. Because I'm not trying to munch them all real quick. Like super, super fast. But, um... Yeah, you know how it goes. I'm a, I'm definitely a coffee guy, that's for sure. I'm a coffee guy, and I'm a chocolate stick guy. You know, what can I say? She knows me. She's my wife. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take a quick sip. What's popping, everybody? So, if you guys haven't seen it yet, I dropped the announcement, um, which is available. And, basically, the announcement was just saying that we are everywhere, guys. Because of you guys... I've been working hard to get this podcast everywhere. So now we're on Apple, Spotify, Google. Just like I mentioned in the last podcast, we're on all platforms now. We're global. We're national. We're all platforms. So um, I didn't even know, but I actually have an analytic that said that we are on Overcast. And I don't even know what Overcast is. So shout out Overcast and uh, shout out everybody listening over there. But yeah, guys, um, follow the Instagram. 
Okay, I changed it. It's not Baby Cobra no more. It's Imperfect Man Podcast. Just like the podcast name is spelled, that's exactly where we're at. So Instagram.com slash Imperfect Man Podcast. I-M-P-E-I-M-P-E-R-F-C-U-T something something. I don't know. I forgot how to spell Imperfect Man. It's not in front of me right now, so don't judge me, okay? But yeah, so your boy's never been the best speller. I'm good at math, but that's just because, you know, numbers and stuff. Yeah, so imperfect. I-M-P-E-R-F-E-C-T-M-A-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Imperfect Man Podcast on Instagram. Okay, we're going to try to do some weekly bread updates over there. So we're going to be either pulling clips from the pod or we're going to be posting specific clips for Instagram and putting them on Instagram. I'm I'm not very social media savvy. I'm not like... Like, I'm not hip anymore, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that that dude posted up on social media flexing with the cars or flexing with my kids and flexing with my girl. That ain't me no more. So, I don't know how to do that. You know what I'm saying? My girl, she be posted up. She be flexing with us. And that's her thing. That's not my thing. I, that's not a me thing. Mm. You guys want to hear a funny story about Instagram? So, I before I, I met my wife, we met, right? She said that the day we met, she fell in love with me, right? Um, so she fell in love with me the day we met, and we barely talked when we met, right? She said that she went home. She was waiting for me to message her because she just she knew she got it like that, and I did, okay? She waited for me to message her, and she said she didn't know what to say. She started geeking over my message for two days. And it was two days, and then I got a response back, and then she wanted to keep replying, right? But she told me that she told me that she screenshotted my pictures. And it's funny because a long time ago, when we first met, her first phone that like when we first met or whatever, I rem- I remember seeing my Instagram pictures in there. But I thought that I was like after we got together, I thought she just liked the little flex pictures I was taking. You know what I'm saying? No. She said that she screenshotted my pictures the very first day that we met because she knew I was going to be with her, right? Ain't that crazy? She said she had to crop out the little, like, Instagram, like, look, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Instagram page and everything. She cropped it all out so she could show, like, her fan or her sisters and make it not seem weird. Like, she just screenshotted me and she, you know, like, I sent them to her like that. So, that's a fun little Instagram story for you guys. Um... Yeah, I guess she just, she knew. She knew she had me wrapped wrapped up in a present, in a gift box. And sure enough, I messaged her. She was geeking. And then she hit me back two days later. And then she said she was in love. And we were in love ever since. And that was just a funny story. And I feel like she has no reason to lie. And we still talk about it to this day. How insane that is. Like, like what a psycho, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's funny. Like, I love her so much. And she's so loving, gentle, caring. She's the best. And um, she's just so funny. Ever since we met, she's just always fell in love with me, always been in love with me. And I love her for that. She's amazing. But that's a quick little IG story for you guys. Um, now, don't be you no weirdos. If you guys aren't really in love, don't be out there screenshotting everybody's pictures saying you're in love. All right. Wait till God puts the right person in your life, and boom, there it is, you know? So, um, uh, I had a tough day today, I'm not gonna lie, it was, uh, 
it was kind of rough. And uh, it wasn't rough as in like I was sinning. You know what I mean? It was rough as in my mental state. And I was thinking about what God puts in front of us when we can get through the easy sin, right? Because sin, believe it or not, it's hard for some of us. But if we really think about it, it's easy, right? It's just saying no to temptation. And that's that's easy. But it's when we have our battles within ourselves when it gets a little bit more challenging, right? Last week, I remember speaking about, like, talking about talking to you guys about having that condemnation. And it's crazy because, of course, we talk about it. And, of course, it hit me really hard today. And uh, I was feeling good. And uh, when you have a clear mind, it's kind of scary, right? Because you have nothing that you have to hold back anymore. You just have only positive to think about. But that's when you get kind of hit the hardest, right? And that kind of sucks. Because you're just like, dang, man, like I thought if I got everything out, like I would feel Gucci, like I'd feel good. But it's not always that easy. It's not always that simple. You know what I mean? Um, I was just really trying to figure out how I could get overcome, like overcome what I was going through. And my wife was at work today, so I was kicking it with the kids and I try to keep myself busy, but it just kept hitting me and it kept hitting me. And, and I like to clean and I like to keep myself busy. But sooner or later, I start to run out of things to clean or I start to run out of energy to clean because I got that condemnation on my back or I got that condemnation on my mind. Right. And it sucks. And you just you, you have to figure out what's going to get you through it. And the only thing that can get you through it is God. See, God will either put people in your path to help you get through it or God will either put forgiveness in your heart and in your mind to forgive yourself right so what that means is like when you ask God to forgive you and he forgives you you got to accept that forgiveness you got to move past what you're going to go through and move past what you went through okay because no matter what's going on in our lives God will always get us through on the other side and that's facts there's, there's no way around it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And um, it's kind of crazy because sometimes I'll be sitting here and I'll be thinking like times where I could have made my situation a lot more worse than what it was, right? Um, I got put in this situation where I got set up, okay? And this is real talk, guys. I'm not playing. I got set up. Um, my family found me. They drove one of my friends home. They took me home, and I was messed up, right? I didn't even remember. I blacked out. I got set up, right? And little did I know who or what caused that setup, right? And um, that's a story for a different time. But I got set up, and all I could think about was getting even. All I could think about was getting back at the people who did me dirty and who put me in front of my family that way. But nobody did that but me. And that's what we forget to realize is when we put ourselves in situations, we think it's everybody else when it's not. See, I was involved in things where I didn't want to be involved in or things that I wanted to be involved in, but I didn't want to get out of them. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be involved in those part of things. And I think God knew that there was a better plan for my life because 
to me, what had happened to me was worth murder. Okay? I, it made me so angry that I was waiting to kill somebody. And through God's grace and His mercy, I met my wife. And ever since I met my wife, as soon as I got ready to kill this person, God put my wife into my life. And only through Him and her did I forget about everything that I went through that day. And only through Him and her did He pull me out on the other side. Without Him, I don't have her. Without Him, I could be in prison. Without Him, I could have blood on my hands. And it's a serious thing. Okay? It's not something to play around with. I had friends who were about it. And I had friends who acted like they were about it. But at the end of the day, everybody knew I was about it. And um, it's just, it's, it's life-changing. Because when you know that you have that switch inside of you, it, it really puts you in a dark corner, in a dark place. And if you don't know how to turn it off or turn it on, or turn it off, I mean, when it's turned on, then it could cause a lot more damage than you really think. See, when it comes to stuff like this, and stuff like assault, and stuff like just violence, you have to be able to turn it off at all times. And you can't feel like you're going to be a punk. You can't feel like you're going to be uh, a sissy. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the devil likes to get us. Is he likes to remind us of things that we... The person who we were, or the things that we went through, or the things that happened to us, and we didn't pull through, right? He said, why didn't you pull the trigger? You could have pulled the trigger. You sissied out, right? And me, not thinking what he's doing to me, I'm feeding into it. I'm feeding into it. And I'm like, man, yeah, that really gets me angry. And I knew who did it. And I was getting ready to do the unspeakable, right? See, but if I did the unspeakable, I wouldn't be speaking here to you today. And it's only through God's grace and His mercy and His plan that I met my wife a couple days before I was going to pull that trigger. A couple days before I set everything up to pull that trigger. It's only through His mercy and His grace that He put my beautiful wife in front of me. To show me the light. After I dug myself into a deep hole. Knowing Christ. Growing up. Knowing Christ. Following Christ. But not allowing Christ to stay. Not, flaming, not fanning the flame. And not allowing him to be the center of my life. Through, through all of that. I dug myself into a hole. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that my family doesn't know. About me. That I did. There's a lot of things that my kids will never know about me that I did. But there's a lot of it, and most of it, and I'm sure all of it, all the things that I could remember that my wife knows that I did, that God knows that I did. And see, it's very important for us to be able to release all of that stress, all of that anxiety, all of that mental breakdown. That we go through on a daily basis. On a daily basis, I'm shaking right now talking to you guys because of 
how it makes me feel. I struggled with anxiety. I struggled with anger. I struggled with violence. I struggled with, you know, drug, drugs. And um, I never did like no heroin or nothing. I used to distribute drugs and I used to just smoke weed. But that causes me to be somebody else, right? See, we the thing that we don't get is that the things that we put into our body, whether we think it's good, it's not. If we have to convince ourselves that something is good, it's probably not good for you, right? And that's what happened to me. Is allowing myself to do the things to dig my hole deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And deeper to where I can't see no light. And through God's grace and his mercy and his plan for my life, did I see the light through my wife. And I remember when we first met, I told her, I was like, you are the light of this world. And I didn't know, like I, I knew what I meant when I was saying it, but I didn't know the bigger reason behind it. I said, I love you so much. God did so much for me by putting you in my life and you are the light in my dark world. Little did I know and all that I had forgotten about that I was going to do. He put my beautiful angel on earth in front of me. Now your angel doesn't have to be a wife. It could be a friend. It could be a verse. It could be a message. It could be a pastor. It could be, a you know, anything. A dog. It doesn't have to be a person is what I'm getting at. If you follow God and you seek God and you believe in God, he'll put that message and he'll put that light in front of you to give you that clarity. He'll give you that mental toughness, that mental clarity to get through whatever you're going through. Mine just so happened to be my wife. And I thank her every day for being the best wife ever. I thank her every day for giving me life, right? And I know God gives me life, and I know God gives me my happiness, my joy, my breath. But she chose to make that decision to stay with me. She chose to make that decision to be with me. She, God gave her a choice to stay or to leave, right? And she chose to pick me. She chose to listen to God and stay with me. So I thank her for that too. Mental clarity is not something easy. You know what I'm saying? Mental health is a big thing going on right now. But what a lot of people don't get is a lot of mental health problems we bring on to ourselves, right? The reason that I have mental problems and mental health issues is because of the condemnation that the Lord or that the devil gives me. Because the Lord already forgave me. The Lord already tells me to let it go. The Lord tells me that I don't need to think about it anymore. But the devil likes to remind me, hey, remember you didn't pull the trigger? Hey, remember you didn't beat that dude up? Hey, remember you didn't say that? Say that to that one guy. You know what I'm saying? It's our pride that likes to eat at us. It's our pride that likes to make God's plan, not our plan. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we forget is that when we start living about our own understanding, we can't chase his understanding. We can't chase his plan. You know what I'm saying? Timothy verse 1 or second Timothy verse 1 says for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid but gives us power love and self-discipline 
So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called to a he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and his grace. This grace was given the this grace was given us in Christ. Jesus wait, this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. See, it's crazy because our mental clarity is already established in Christ. You know what I'm saying? As soon as we meet God, that's when we're supposed to have mental clarity. But it, as humans, it don't work that way. That's just not how it is for us. But that's because we don't allow Him to fully be in our hearts unless we have that mental clarity and some days are going to be hard and that's okay that doesn't mean you're not giving yourself fully to god it just means the devil's hurting you more that day it means he's trying to pick at you poke at you and nick you and knock you off your stand that day but remember it says for the spirit god has for the spirit god gave us does not make us timid but gives us power love and self-discipline see that power and love and self-discipline that he gives us is supposed to be our reminder that every day God gave us that spirit that every day he doesn't want us to be timid of every trial every tribulation every nick every poke and every try to fling off the stool that the devil tries to do to us because he gives us the power and the love and the self-discipline to fight everything that he gives us so when you start to think about those things of the past that you never got to do, you know what I'm saying? Or or you wish you should have done. Why? Because it's through God's power, His love, and His self-discipline that we're here today. Through God's power, self, through God's power, love, and self-discipline during that time, that it, it could have caused you from making a bigger mistake, right? He gave me the power and the love, right? He gave me the love for my wife. And he gave me the power of to forget. And he gave me the self-discipline to not think about those things that could have put me in prison. You know what I'm saying? He gave me the love that he knew I needed at the time. He gave me the love that I needed to have at the time. He gave me the power that I needed to have at the time. He gave me the power to love my wife. He gave me the power to fall in love with my wife. He gave me the power to be with my wife. He gave me the love from my wife, the love for my wife. And he gave me the self-discipline to focus on my wife and to focus on what he had for me during that time. To not think about the things of the past and to not think about the things that were going forward. Because as soon as I got her, you know what I'm saying? I didn't think about doing that anymore. And as soon as you get that verse, or as soon as you find that person, or as soon as you find that puppy that gives you the power, or the love, or the self-discipline to not think about the past, that's God opening your eyes and opening a door for you to forget about the past. Only the devil wants to remind you of the past. Only the devil wants to bring you down and show you something that's not the light. 
It says, so, so do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Right there is saying, don't be ashamed to say that God isn't holding you back. You know what I'm saying? Don't be ashamed to say that only the devil wants to hold you back. Don't be ashamed to admit to yourself and to others around you that are going through the mental clarity issues, that are going through mental health problems, that it's okay because if you follow Jesus and you, and you surrender yourself to him, join together, you will always overcome anything because of the power of God. Join together in the love for the gospel. Join together for the, the need and the feeding from the gospel to overcome whatever you're going through in your life. Be that friend. Be that, that family member. That cousin. That uncle. That brother. That sister. To send those messages out. Do not be ashamed. And if they don't answer, it's okay. You don't need them to answer. But when they need to read it or when they need to see it. They're going to remember it and they're going to see it when they need it. You don't need a response. I send text messages. I don't get responses. I don't expect them anymore. Why? Because when they read it, they'll need it. And if it's coming from the right place, if it's coming from the Lord, then they're going to need it in their life. They're going to read it. They're going to see it and they're going to accept it. You know what I'm saying? It says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given us, this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. He already knew. He already knew. God, as soon as He made the world, He knew He was going to have to give His Son for us because of the people that we were, right, during those times. The unholy people, the people that were, were going to choose the murderer over Jesus of Nazareth. He already knew what was going to go down. You know what I'm saying? He already knew the situation that he was going to put you in. He already knew the condemnation that the devil thinks he can get over on you. He already knew. But every day is our fight. Remember like, like last week. Every day is a fight. And whether you're ready or not. Homie's going to be throwing punches at you. So it's better to always be ready than to just get hit and fall down and keep falling down and getting hit while you're on the ground. Because he has saved us and has called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. He called every single person on this earth to serve him for his purpose and to show grace as he shows us grace. It's His purpose and grace. And His grace was already established in the beginning of time, before the beginning of time, through Christ Jesus. He knew He was going to offer Jesus up. But that's because He loves us that much, that He's going to give His only Son as an opportunity for us to get our lives together, as an opportunity to show us that the things that God's asking for us to do is not hard at all, right? Because the only thing that God wants from us is a relationship with us, is us to serve Him faithfully, to be Christ-like, and to spread His gospel. That's it. 
If you wouldn't do it in front of Christ, don't do it in front of everybody else. Right? You guys ever heard of um, treat others the way you want to be treated? Treat others the way Jesus wants you to treat them. Because if you treat somebody the way that they want to be treated, they're not. you're not going to treat everybody right. Some, some, some people need to get smacked up, right? Some people need to be called out, right? It's our job as followers of Christ to do what God tells us to do. So when that dude's being rude and, and you got something to say, just shut your mouth. It happened to me the other day. Somebody said something. They, it, it wasn't even that bad, right? Like it was bad. It was rude. But I had to shut my mouth because everything that I wanted to say, I couldn't say. Everything that I wanted to express, I couldn't express. Because who am I, right? Who am I to call people names? Who am I to hurt somebody's feelings? Who am I to bring somebody down when the Lord tells me to either show His love and show His mercy or just to not say anything at all? If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. Find a Christ-like answer. And if you don't have a Christ-like answer in that very moment, Shut your mouth. It's hard because you can get condemnation for that too. Dang, you really, you know what I'm saying? Dang, the devil was like, dang, you really ain't going to say nothing, dude. Come on, dude, the old you would have said something. You know what I'm saying? Damn, you, you ain't got it no more, bro. You ain't hard no more. No. No, I'm not hard no more. No, I don't got to prove myself to anybody no more. No. I don't need to start problems and I don't need to start drama. And it's not because I can't I, it's not because I can't handle my own, but it's because God has called me to serve him faithfully. And how can I serve him faithfully if I'm out here beating up dudes in the Wendy's parking lot? How am I you know what I'm saying? How am I out how am I gonna be serving him faithfully? If I go out and pull that trigger, how am I going to be out here serving him faithfully if I want to go slash dude's tires for driving like an idiot? You know what I'm saying? And it's not that it's not that that he's trying to, you know, God. It's not like God's like, yeah, poke at him, poke because God's like, I love him so much that I know the answer he's going to give you. So go do whatever you want. Don't take. Uh, don't take a trial and tribulation as God picking on you because God doesn't put you through trials and tribulations. That's what the devil does. God knows exactly what you should do and God knows exactly what you're going to do. So he lets the devil do whatever you want. It's our job to act faithful. It's our job to show faithfulness to God because he is our father. He is the one who created us, right? But how can we show love to our Father and show love to our Creator when we're out here hurting His people? You guys ever heard that, um, excuse me, I just took a sip of some coffee and some water. You guys ever, you guys ever heard of that, um, that saying, who am I to play God, right? Who are you to play God, right? And then usually it comes into a term of either taking somebody's life or making a decision on somebody's life, right? But let me tell you this. Who are you to play God as in deciding somebody's day? You know what I mean? Who are you to play God 
and decide whether or not somebody deserves to get hurt. Now there's a difference between self-defense and anger. Let's not get that twisted. If somebody is trying to attack you and hurt you, by all means, defend yourself and win that fight, win that battle. Now it is not your job to go out and start that fight and start that battle because that's not what God has called us to do. See, there's a difference between playing God and living righteous. Because if we play God, we're trying to develop and make everybody else's day. You know what I mean? If I say something rude to somebody, that's going to affect them. And that could affect their family. That could affect their co-workers. That could affect their puppy. It could affect everything. Everything we do has an effect. So who are we to play God and play it in a wrong way? Every time you have every time you come into contact with somebody, that is your opportunity to quote unquote play God. But nobody could ever play God. Right? It is our job to act Christ like it's our job to not play God, but to allow God to shine through us. You know what I mean? It's our job to give people the opportunity to not have that disadvantage at mental clarity. If somebody's being rude to you and you ain't got nothing nice to say and you just shut your mouth, right? And the devil's going to poke at you and give you that mental cloudiness saying, why didn't you do that? Or why didn't you snap back? Who are we to go do that to somebody else? Who are we to give that bothersome problem to somebody else by giving them a rude experience or by being rude to them? You know what I'm saying? It's our job to spread mental clarity for everyone. It's our job to Every time that somebody comes into contact with us, they're not thinking about something negative because of our interaction. Mental clarity, there's a big, there's a big, uh, what's it called? I don't want to say cloud, but there's a big um, discussion, right? Or there's a big topic on mental health. Did you know that a lot of mental health problems because happens because of like ourselves? Right. A lot of people go through a lot of things and I'm not saying that they don't go through a lot of things. And I'm not saying that a lot of people don't go through a lot of things, but I'm saying a lot of people just don't know how to handle the things that they go through. And the only way to have a clear head, the only way to have mental clarity and to have good mental health is to follow Christ. And remember like last week or our or, or, or podcast before this episode two. We said, we play paper, rock, scissors, and they'll put fire. Fire beats everything, I win. Well, okay, paper, rock, scissors, mental health. Mental health beats everything, I win. Okay, well, paper, rock, scissors, God. God beats everything, I win. Tell me something that God doesn't beat. He beats cancer. He beats mental health. He beats disease. He beats, you know, birth. Like, opportunity to not have kids. And if you don't believe me, I'm I'm of look at me. I'm not supposed to be here, but I am here. My kids, you know what I'm saying? God gave me an opportunity to have kids and he didn't have to do that. Because I tried and we tried and he didn't bless us with one. But then he did. It's all in God's timing, right? It's all in God's It's all when God opens up that door. 
See, a lot of us struggle with mental health and they like to do studies and studies and studies on everybody who has mental health. But the only reason most of those kids out there nowadays have mental health problems or want to claim that they have anxiety and depression is because of the drugs that they're on. If you do drugs, where is that going to put you? If you're out there smoking pills, of course you're going to say you got mental health. You have the opportunity to say no. Just like every single person has the opportunity to say no. I know kids that grew up in a worse situation than me that never touched a single drug. I know kids that have been in way better situations and all they wanted to do was drugs. It's a choice. Mental health is a choice. We can always choose to be mentally stronger by allowing God to take over. You know what I'm saying? If we choose God instead of that pill, if we choose God instead of that drink, if we choose God instead of that tree, He'll always come through. I talk to people... And they're like, man, they're in this. The, I could talk to somebody, right? And I know they'll be in the exact same situation as I knew them when they were from the old. But that's because they're not allowing God to take place in their life. They want to figure out, man, I don't do, do, dog. I just, I don't know, bro. I can't, I can't get over this. Or me and my lady, bro, we keep fighting. Well, yeah, dog. All you guys do is do drugs together. Oh yeah, bro, you don't you can't you don't know how to put the pipe down. Or yeah, doggy, all you wanna do is smoke weed and not work. Or all you wanna do is smoke weed, work, and then go to sleep. How are you gonna give yourself a mental break? You know what I'm saying? How are you gonna give yourself the opportunity to have a clear head, a clear mind? You know what I'm saying? Drug drugs is for nobody. Like drugs are not meant for anybody. People wanna like Listen to people who are popular or listen to celebrities to make it seem like, yeah, I can smoke weed because blah, blah, blah smokes weed. And look at them. They're living a great life. That's not your lane. You don't know what they go through on a daily basis. For all you know, they could just be pushing weed as a like as a payment, you know, as a sponsorship, as a low key under the table sponsorship. You never know somebody's real intentions. Nobody ever knows somebody's real intentions. God will show you somebody's real intentions. Everything I say, everything that I believe in, comes from God. Like, it doesn't come from God, you know what I mean? But it's stuff that God either puts in my heart, or God's put me through in experiences, or God's shown me through in my life. And um, I'm happy to say that I don't do drugs. I'm happy to say that I don't smoke weed even though everybody else wants to smoke weed. I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm not drunk 24-7-365. Your boys, you know, 420 blazing. I don't do none of that no more. You know what I'm saying? And it's not something to take pride in. That's what we get caught up in. There's a lot of kids nowadays and a lot of people nowadays want to think that because of what the world says is cool is cool. But little do they know that that kid that's 12, 13 years old smoking weed is going to have a lot more mental problems than the guy who, than the 12, 13 year old kid who doesn't smoke weed at all. And every mental problem that, that those two kids go through, one of them is going to be dependent on weed. And the other guy is going to be able to figure out how to fight it with God. God will put people in his path to speak to him in a beautiful way to speak to him to get through those things. Everybody has a choice whether or not they want to open up about their mental problems. But the only person that they need to open up to is God. 
God will lead you and guide you to where you need to go to overcome every single mental problem that you got, every single mental health, every anxiety, every bi every bipolar issue, every every single thing that wants to cloud your your day to day, right? Every single second of depression, every single second of anxiety, every single second of of stage fright, of fear, right? Of of people have a fear of of driving. That's a mental problem. But the only way to overcome those problems is through Christ. Right? Because you could try to do it on your own. And you may never get it. Or you might get it and then you'll lose it. Or you might get it and it'll come back. But the only way to truly get rid of something is through Christ. And only through Him will He open up the door. But it's now right here. Verse 10. 2 Timothy 1 verse 10. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death. And has brought life and immortality to the light through the gospel. What does that say? <laughs> what does that say right there? But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Right there it says everything that you needed to say. That because God gave His only Son, Jesus Christ, the Savior of our sins, right? He destroyed death by rising up on the third day. He destroyed death and brought life and immortality to us. Undeserving. We're very undeserving, right? As people, we think we deserve it all. But we're very undeserving. And he has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We are the light, right? All of us have a light. Every single, you got a hundred people, there's going to be a hundred lights. But not all hundred lights are going to be turned on. Every day, we have the option to choose and pick up our cross. We have every option to turn our light on or to turn it off. And every day somebody makes that decision whether they're going to live the right right life through Christ or they're going to live their life their way. We have not been called to live our life our way and to teach people our teachings because we don't know anything. We don't know one single thing. But it's only through Christ because of Him dying on the cross. It's only through Christ that He destroyed death, rose on the third day, that he brought us life and immortality because of the gospel. It is only because of Christ that we get to live, breathe. Smell that? Whew. You guys smell that? That's fresh air. Mm. You guys smell that? That's your lungs being able to breathe every second of the day. See, like I said, we think that we deserve... To have that ability to breathe, right? Like it's our God-given right. It's our, our right as people that we get to breathe. But it's not. It's only through Christ 
that we get to breathe. It's only through Christ that we get that opportunity to smell fresh air. It's only through Christ that no matter what situation you wake up, whether you're waking up to a $5 million home or you're waking up to a two, four, three hundred $300 shack, that it's only through Christ that you get to see those beautiful things. And it's only through Christ that you should appreciate those things. Because if you live for Him, He will always get you out of the gutter. If you live for Him and you have faith in Him and you follow Him, you will always progress your life in righteousness. If we live and we walk in faith and we walk in righteousness and we walk with the fruits of the Spirit, if we walk with our, with our armor of God on, that is when we will prosper. Now don't serve God for prosperation, but serve God because you love Him and you want to go to heaven and you want to save those around you. Because we can't live and say that we love God and we're not out here serving God when we're serving ourselves. You know what I mean? Who are we to say that, that yeah, I love God and I love Jesus, but I'm not going to do his work. Everybody always thinks about, man, what is my gift? What is my gift? I wonder if I have the gift of this or I wish I had the gift of that. Nobody has a gift. Nobody has the ability, the talent, the athleticism. The whatever, right? It's only through Christ Jesus and His gospel that is what we've been called to do. Everybody's quote-unquote gift is the same. And that is to share the Word of God. That is the only way to make God proud is by sharing His Word. Whether you're waking up to, like I said, the million-dollar home or the two, three $300 shack, whether you're looking at a beautiful white wall or you're looking at stains on the wall, whether you're looking at rats, roaches, cats, or dogs, it's only through Christ, Christ that you get to see those things. It's only through Christ that you get to wake up another day, grind that hard work day, come home, and save that paycheck for your rent and save a little bit. To get out of that spot that you want to get out. Or save a little bit to take care of your kids. Or to save a little bit to get by. Right? It's only through God that He blesses us with the beautiful things like light. It is by God's grace and His mercy that we get blessed by a beautiful sun and a beautiful moon. It is only by God's grace and mercy that we have a car. Or that we have a bike. Or that we have a skateboard. Or that we have the city bus. Or we got legs to walk. You know what I'm saying? It's only by God's grace. And his mercy. And his love. And him offering up his son for us. That every time we make a mistake. We have an opportunity at forgiveness. It is only through God's grace. And his mercy. That when we release ourselves to him. Do we. When we release ourselves to Him, that He will follow through for us. You know what I'm saying? The more that we intercede for Him, the more that we offer ourselves to Him, the more that we give ourselves up for Him, will we prosper. See, we, we as humans, we think that we deserve it all, right? I deserve mental clarity. I deserve to not, I deserve to not have to think about those things anymore. You do deserve them, but that's only because... Of Christ. You don't deserve them because you don't deserve to think about those things. You don't deserve them for any other reason but then, but that God forgave you. And as long as you ask for forgiveness, ask for that mental clarity, right? Don't allow that cloudiness and that cloudy feeling or that feeling of depression, sadness, or sorrow to bring you down. Don't allow the devil to sprinkle in those little past 
or present trials and tribulations to bring you down. And I will always say it. Every day is a fight. It is our job. It is our duty to get up, swing back, duck, dive, dip, and dodge. Don't allow yourself to get hit. Don't allow yourself to fall. And if you do, it's okay. Don't stay on the ground. Get back up. Because everybody gets knocked down. Everybody has to make it to the next round. Everybody has to get back to the stool. But it's only our choice whether we throw in the towel. It's only our choice whether we get back up. And it's only our choice whether or not we choose to get up off that stool. Do you love Jesus? Do you love God? Do you love your family? Do you love your friends? Do you love your neighbors? Do you love your uncles, your aunties, your tias, your tios, your nanas, your tatas, your grandpa, your grandmas? Do you love them? Have you told them about Jesus? Have you told them that God loves them? Have you told them that God cares about them? Have you told them that God can take care of any and every single situation that they get put into? Have you told them that God is the only way, the light, and the truth? That any piece of darkness that they may feel in their heart or any piece of darkness that they may carry with them can be forgiven, forgotten, and left behind through Christ Jesus? That person that has a drug addiction, a lust addiction, an anger addiction, a violence addiction, a trust addiction, an entrust addiction, when you don't trust somebody, when you don't trust nobody, you know what I'm saying? Did you know that if you give that to God, that he will give you the mental clarity? Did you know that those anxieties, that fear, and that that misplace in your heart, that emptiness that you feel, or the wanting for love, the needing for love, that you want to feel, that you're feeling with things like drugs, alcohol, and other things that don't matter, that the only way to fill those voids and the only way to fill that emptiness that you feel is through Christ Jesus, through Jesus Christ, our Savior, and God, our Father, and the Holy Spirit that we have, and the Holy Spirit that we can gain and have the opportunity to gain every single day. As long as we believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins, rose on the third day, and that we believe in God the Father, and we could carry that Holy Spirit with us, and that we live and breathe the gospel and share that gospel with every single person that we have the opportunity to share it with, will we come through and be written in the Lamb's Book of Life? If you love your family so much, then you should tell them about Jesus. If you love your friends so much, you should tell them about Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not one to say that I do it, right? I try my best, but sometimes I get scared too. And that's okay, because I'm mad enough to admit that I get scared too. But it's only through God's grace and His mercy that I get to admit that, and it's only through His mercy that He forgives me for it and gives me the opportunity every single day to try again. Dang, God, I'm sorry, I'm nervous, I'm, I'm not ashamed, God, but I'm just nervous, I don't want them to judge me. But like I said before, is your life status here on earth more important than what God's plan is for you in heaven? Is your life status here on earth more important than what God has called you to do? 
How can we say that we fully have faith and fully believe in Jesus Christ if we can't even do the simple things as in telling them that Jesus loves them? See, and I, I have conviction right now because he told me to do it. And I get scared. I could do this podcast, but I can't shoot that quick text message. I could talk to you guys about Jesus, but I can't remind my coach that Jesus loves him. The coach that took care of me when I needed him to. The one that let me in his home. The one that told me about his mom passing away. And I told him that I'd pray for her. And I'd pray for him to get through it. I can't I can't send him a text message saying that Jesus loves him and I'm praying for him. My homie that got locked up and he just got out of jail. He did two years in Chicago. I can't shoot him a text message and be like, hey, bro, Jesus loves you, man. You know, I changed my life. I told you I changed my life and I'm proving it every single day. I'm telling you, Jesus loves you. I'm doing this podcast. If you get an opportunity, check it out. It's that easy, guys. And it's that easy for me, too. I understand your struggles because I'm just like you guys. I understand those things that everybody goes through because I'm just like you guys. I understand that mental fight that I go that you guys go through because I'm just like you guys. I understand what you guys go through because I am just like you guys. I am just a Gentile like you guys. God has called us to be bigger than what we want to be. And we like to run from it. But why? I'm tired of running, guys. I'm tired of not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I know I'm off track right now. But this is how real it gets for me. Is that when I'm talking to you guys and I'm reaching you guys... And I'm saying, yo, shout out Belgium, shout out Italy, shout out California, shout out Detroit, shout out uh, Indiana, shout out Washington, shout out Arizona. I can't shout out my coach and be like, hey, coach, Jesus loves you. Hey, dog, in Chicago, Jesus loves you. Hey, bro, 15 minutes, 20, 30, 40 minutes away, Jesus loves you. Hey, Theo, you don't got a gangbang no more because Jesus loves you. Hey, Theo, stop smoking that weed because Jesus loves you. Hey, Thea, Jesus loves you. Be the example that you want your loved ones to see, right? Be the example that you want your kids to see or your future kids to see or somebody else's kids to see be that impact in that positive impact on somebody else's kids when they ain't being the good influence that they need in their life right because somebody will always remember the hurt that somebody will cause them but somebody will always remember the help that somebody caused them too you know what i'm saying it's like somebody who comes in contact with the lord and they relapse, right? They go back into the world, but they never forget God because God helped them once. Knowing that God will help them again. If you didn't want to be found, then you should have stayed lost. And that's the awesomest saying I've ever heard. 
If you never wanted to be found, you should have stayed lost. And if you wanted to be lost, you should have never been found. That's what it's about, guys. Overcoming the heartache, overcoming the lost, and choosing to be found. I can sit here in my one-bedroom apartment with my two kids, my beautiful wife, and say that I love Jesus. That every single person that walks by, I hope they hear me say, I love Jesus. Because only through Him and only through Christ will I overcome and be mentioned in the Lamb's Book of Life. It is only through Christ Jesus that I get to live a beautiful life. It is only through Christ Jesus I get to say every word and speak every tongue and speak my breath, right? Only through Jesus do I get to breathe every day. Only through Jesus do I get to believe in Him every day. And only through Jesus do I get the opportunity to serve Him every day. Only through Jesus do I get to sip this coffee and eat my chocolate sticks and drink my water and, and talk to you guys on this podcast. It's as easy as one, two, three. Jesus loves you. Give somebody that mental clarity, right? Give, them, give somebody that mental help by saying, Jesus loves you. I'm going through this. Man, I just, I can't do it anymore, bro. Jesus loves you, bro. Jesus loves you, girl. Wherever, whatever. Remember that Jesus loves you. And only through mental clarity that Jesus provides is the only way to beat mental health. Is the only way to positively beat mental health. Because drugs and prescription drugs, alcohol, none of that stuff does anything but make it worse. It tucks it and hides it away for it to come back later. Remember that the God that we serve and the God that has our back is an awesome God. And only through Christ Jesus and only through God the Father and only through the Holy Spirit do we get the opportunity to accept Him and accept the Holy Trinity and choose to serve that. Right? So serve it by telling that friend, telling that cousin, that Theo, that Thea, that uncle, that auntie, that grandma, that grandpa, that nana, that tata, that mom, that dad, that Jesus loves him. That's it, guys. The only way to solve mental clarity and the only way to get through mental health is through God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. Carry that Holy Spirit with you guys. I don't know when I'm going to drop this, but... Yeah. Thank you, guys.